What's going on, world, man? I cannot tell you guys how good this has felt. You know, I know I put up a season two, but it seemed like it was just half-assed, right? So season one had like a, a good amount of episodes in there. I talked a lot to this microphone. Season two, man, I got away from it. I got away from it for a lot of reasons. A lot of people asked you. A lot of people have asked me this over the last uh, week, week or two now, and you know, they're like, why, why didn't you just keep recording? Um, you guys know how good this feels, but sometimes this shit gets heavy, you know, um, as much as I love talking to the people that I do know and even more so, not more so, but, um, even, even talking to people I don't know, this shit gets heavy. People want to, um, open up and I, and I love that you guys do. I love that you guys do, but that weight sometimes, you know, sits heavy on my chest. I don't want to say the wrong things to you guys. And, um, and not only that, like I don't, I don't want to have a conversation with a stranger that's that's going through it, and then you know not know what happened. You know, did my words uh, have a positive impact, no impact, or or you know even worse? Um, so I, it just kind of sat with me, and I just felt like I was, um, just wasn't me anymore. Like it, it was, it got to a point, but like, hey, this, I mean, I'm back. I am back. I'm not gonna stop this shit. I love it. I love talking to you guys. I love being at the the point in my life where I'm at right now. Uh, not the circumstances, but the point in my life where I'm at. And I just, it's not that I don't give a fuck. It's that, like, I don't give a fuck. I don't know how how, how to say that, right? Like, I know my pri- my priorities. I have my dreams, my goals, my aspirations, that ambition still, that fire in my stomach. And I don't know if it's a combination of the progress that I've made so far as far as like me and the kids. Like I got pictures all over my house. I need to continue to remind myself how far I've came already in these last two years. I continue to take it one day at a time. I have some fucking deep, dark days, but I just, I wait them out. I wait them out. Those uh, those moments don't last. I've lasted. And I'm going to continue to last as long as the good Lord allows me to. All right. But um, before I get into the topic, a lot of y'all ask, you know, like, hey, what's going on with the kids? I heard surgeries. I heard, you know, uh, Ava, this, that, and the other. I'm just going to give you guys a a recap of this last year, really. Um, uh, Y'all know little man was in and out of the hospital a lot last year. That's another reason why I didn't. My, my my attention was on the kids a lot, right? Little man <clears throat> couldn't breathe well, so he had enlarged adenoids. So his adenoids were at 12.9 millimeters, just to give you guys um, an idea of what that means, right? It's like this lump essentially in your airway from your nose going into your throat area. And uh, I had no idea what this was. I didn't know what a normal size adenoid was either, but apparently it's somewhere around six millimeters, right? So when they finally got around to x-raying this dude and, and seeing his adenoids, like his airway was completely blocked, right? So he couldn't breathe through his nose, which affected his speech. So if you can't if you can't move air, pass air through your nostrils, uh, your mouth is a primary source of oxygen, right? So me and him were in the ER twice maybe sometimes three times a month while he was on an oxygen treatment while we we're trying to figure out what the fuck was going on with him nonetheless finally figured out right through a whole bunch of hey is this seasonal allergies no is this that no is this this no like finally got to the fact he had some enlarged adenoids along with um he needed some tubes in his ears no big deal i was familiar with that ava had some tubes put in her ears as well because the ear Ooh, excuse me, this fucking, I'm drinking some red wine tonight, damn it. We're drinking some red wine. <laughs> but um, Ava had the tubes put in her ear as well. And, uh, 
you know, they fall out. It's, it's normal. A lot of kids have it, whatever the case is. But when uh, I got him to the audiogram, it's, they said that he couldn't hear below 30 decibels. So he wasn't able to hear correctly in order to mimic the sounds that he was hearing in order to go ahead and start speaking. So it sounded like he was listening underwater, essentially. So, you know, uh, in November, got him that surgery. Uh, they they remove his adenoids. They put the tubes in his ear. Let me tell you, within 30 days, man, this motherfucker was spitting out sentences. Can't just say, hey, man, he's he's talking to me. Um, he's not, a, you know, like he's not um, as progressed as, I guess, uh, other uh, two and a half, almost three-year-olds. But uh, like 90 day different from where he was at. And that's all I want, right? Um, and that helped me out with his potty training a lot. This little fucker, man, I'm telling you, I can't tell you how proud I am of him, right? Because I got, I got uh, people that I know, and and everybody's telling me like, oh yeah, he's, he's you're, you're probably training early. This little dude was um, like 18 months, you know, 16, 18 months, something like that, and he was like at the 80% solution where he was, he was able to go ahead and like you know tap his dick or tap his ass, and that man he wanted to go potty, so he couldn't communicate it. But now he can communicate it, and this dude has literally today, he's made it through two weeks dry at school i used to, i'm not used to i still do just in case but i sent him to school with three pairs four pairs of underwear two three pairs of sweats you know like other pants and stuff and i used to they, the teachers used to just send back these bags with them right and the school that he's at ava was at this school for kindergarten so the women there know me they know you know the circumstances and let me tell you how great they are they're they're phenomenal you know the requirement to get him in the school i said this i believe in a, an episode previous was uh he for him to be two and a half and fully potty trained, so he wasn't two and a half yet. He was uh a few months shy of two and a half, and he wasn't fully potty trained. But you know, like, hey, Fadi, we got you. You know, um, uh, and it's just love, right? On top of that, it's an investment into their business, right? He's uh two and a half. Ava was in kindergarten over there. This dude's gonna go through kindergarten over there, so they got at least you know three four years of tuition out of me, and that's year round tuition. It's not monthly tuition, or um. <laughs> Uh, seasonal tuition it's, that's year round so uh i believe they know what they were doing but you know I, nonetheless like i appreciate the hell out of them because there's a lot of people that were on that wait list and there's a lot of people trying to get into the school um that they could have just taken for the easier path but you know god is good god is good i keep on saying that so it's surgery translated to the potty training uh this dude isn't three years old yet but you know uh he'll let me know when he gotta take a shit i got a little urinal <laughs> like an actual urinal it's adorable and he'll just like pull his pants down in the bathroom. He'll put his hands, he'll put his hands up against the wall, and then lean forward into the urinal. And then he won't touch his dick yet, right? He just fucking he shakes his ass to to get that little last little drip out, like drip, drip, drip. And he's all done. Pulls up his underwear or his pull-ups. He's still in pull-ups at nighttime. He hasn't he hasn't crossed that stage yet where he's not pissing himself at night. But it's gotten lighter and lighter, right? So if I catch him immediately as soon as he wakes up, um. There's like his, his pull up is damp, so we're getting there. We're getting there. Very very happy with him, man. So proud of this kid. Um, you know, it's a, uh, I don't know. I'm you know he's three years old coming up here in May, and um, I asked him this question last weekend. Um, Ava has this picture of me, her, and him. I'm sorry, me, her, and Amanda in her room, and uh, you know me. Ava and uh, Thanos were, were in the room, and I said, hey, Bubba, who's that? He said, Daddy. I said, who's that? He said, Sissy. I said, who's that? And he shrugged his shoulders, put his hands up, like, mm-hmm. I said, that's Mommy. And he turned around, he said, no. I said, yeah, Bubba, look, that's Daddy. He said, yeah. That's Sissy. He said, yeah. I said, it's Mommy. He said, no. I left it at that, man. I'm not, I wasn't, I was, that was hard. That was hard. That was hard. Um, 
but you know I I don't know I don't know when that moment's gonna happen. He's eventually gonna know, or he's eventually gonna realize, like you know, um, mommies are mommies, um, and uh, like who's mommy or or where's mommy, right? So, um, you know, that's I guess that's a that's an update for uh, a, a date down the line, right? That's the thing that sucks about this, right? No, no matter how far I've come, I know there's still a whole lot to go. You know, there's uh, no matter how far we've all grown, there's there's still so much growth in this process. You know. And it's a it's a it's a big deal, man, for anybody that's out there that's also going through something similar, right? It's not it's not about climbing a hill or climbing a mountain. It's not about it's like when you're running, right? And you're like, you know, you, you say I'm a, I'm gonna stop at a mile and a half, and you're like at a mile and a quarter. You know, your your watch is telling you you're you're almost done, right? And then like you know, you, your body starts kind of uh, like getting ready to quit because like you know you've told yourself a mile and a half. The key is like when you get to that mile and a half. Just keep fucking going. You know what I mean? Uh, don't let your brain like anticipate uh, an end or a quit or a stop. Right? You keep on going. Uh, even though you've accomplished the goal you set out to accomplish, I ran a mile and a half. You keep fucking going. Right? Just ten percent more, ten percent more, and then another ten percent more. I learned that from David Goggins' book. Right? You tell yourself, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm do these reps. I'm at this weight." Yeah, that's cool, man. You did it. Put one more out there. Just fucking do it. Why not? Why not? If you could do it, do it. And you can do it. I'll tell you that right now. As far as Ava, man, Ava's a uh, uh, man. Uh, so in in September, first month of school, she was uh, student of the month, right? I'm fucking four weeks into school, and I get an announcement, and I get a, I get an email, and then a little celebration for her. And uh, student of the month, man, can't be proud. Couldn't be more proud of her. Still very proud of her, man. She's just such an amazing, intelligent young girl. And I know we all say that about our kids, but I'm gonna tell you guys right now, you guys got some dumbass kids out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I got some dumbass kids. I was one of those dumbass kids. Anybody that complimented my parents on me? Uh, I, no, 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 no. That's like that's like telling everybody's baby's cute. That's not that's not true. Some ugly ass fucking babies out there. You guys know what I'm talking about. But anyway, unbiasedly. Uh, I'm, I'm very, very proud of Ava, her intelligence, and uh, every time she does something, uh, I'm just in awe, right? I just, I, I see Amanda shining through. Amanda was the most intelligent woman I've ever met in my life, and um, it just, it's nice to see that, you know, she got those qualities from her. Uh, we did the whole dance thing, I told you guys in episodes prior to, I, I fucking couldn't stand those dance moms, fuck those bitches. And uh, we're we're in softball now, so you know, uh, look out, world. Uh, March third, uh, fucking softball, dad. I'm be out there in the fucking stands yelling, "Hey, run, coach, get my fucking kid!" In. I mean, I don't know. I'm just I'll bring the snacks. I don't. Know. I'll bring the sliced oranges. That's you know when I signed up for that shit. One of the roles was uh, snack mom. So hey, well you know I mean can't give you a snack mom, but are you guys okay with snack dad? Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like uh they're like well um. Just we just use that, and I get I get why you use it, right? Because you know, fuck dudes, fuck dads, right? Because uh, that's that's what society says, fuck dads. But uh, I'm here, you know what I mean? Like, can I, I think I'm okay. I think I'm good enough. I think I think I could do it with you guys. But uh, regardless, I'm not here to make anybody feel bad or anything like that. And uh, like my my own pain doesn't need to cause pain for other people, right? I don't I don't need to be miserable about something, and then feel better because I won't by making somebody else miserable. And that's something else I want you guys to take away from today's episode, all right? It's okay that you're mad. It's okay that things didn't go well last night. It's okay that work sucked. Don't fucking take that and project it onto the people around you or strangers. There's no need to treat people like shit because you feel like shit. 
All right. I noticed that a lot, too. And that shit bothers the fuck out of me, man. I know just people being fucking pieces of shit for the sake of being pieces of shit. I try to understand those pieces of shit because I understand there's something that made you this way. Right. There's something that happened. You didn't get hugged enough. You know, I'm just give you a hug. Right. I'm gonna kill you. Kindness. Um, I'm gonna shit on you, but I'm gonna kill you. Kindness as well. LOL. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. Uh, we got a dog. Uh, I know you guys have heard this statement before, right? I got that little Boston Terrier a while back. And then nine months later, I was like, yeah, fuck this dog. And I rehomed him, gave him away to to uh, somebody that had another dog out of the same litter as family member. That's, I don't know if that makes sense. But pretty much threw away $1,500 right there just for the dog. Not to mention everything I fucking bought for that dog at that time. And I told myself, man, fuck dogs. You know, we're not doing the same way. I'm going to travel with the kids. We're having to worry about putting the dog up. I watched that movie with Channing Tatum. Uh, the movie's name. Um, you ready for this? Dog. That's the name of the movie's uh, dog. Uh, and I, I won't forget, you know, Saturday night. It's 10 o'clock and I'm, 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 you know, about 30, 45 minutes into this movie. And, um, like, fuck this, I need a dog. <laughs> I get on puppyfinder.com, and sure enough, you know, five, ten minutes later, I find uh, this litter of pit bulls. I'm like, oh, man, you know, there's if there's one breed of dog I fucking love, it's a pit. I miss the shit out of my pits, man. I miss the fuck out of Nala and Simba. Um, those are the dogs that we had uh, prior to all this shit happening. I rehomed them because uh, I thought, man, it was traveling back and forth from Virginia to Cali. And uh, anyway, whatever. Um yeah, got rid of my, my pits, my pets, my little, like, my first kids, you know. And I was like, man, fuck it, it's time to get another one, right? Uh, obviously, you know, uh, any late purchase I make or any late decision I make, it's uh, it's emotionally driven and uh, tequila-inspired, all right? So uh, thank you there, Tara Mano. Um, not mad at it at all, though. But, um, yeah, so I'm watching Dog. It's uh, 45 minutes into it. I'm on Puppy Finder right now. I find some dogs. These dogs are in Richmond, Virginia. It's about an hour and a half away from me. Um, I'm like, you know what? It's Saturday night. <laughs> Why not send a complete stranger a text message um, at 10.30 at night and see if they answer? Sure enough, 10.45, dude answers. We have a 15, 20-minute text conversation. And dog's available? Yep. All right. Good tomorrow morning? Yep. All right. See you tomorrow morning. I say, send me the address. Dude, send me the address. Left the house at 9 a.m. on on Sunday with the kids. I was like, hey, let's go eat breakfast. Was, you know, we wake up at five, so it was like four hours, <laughs> four hours to get ready before we left the house. Anyway, we uh we ate breakfast, we hopped in the car, and then we rolled the fuck out. We rolled out and uh get to Richmond. Uh, there's uh four female dogs and uh have Ava and uh, Thanos. Well, Ava really pick out the one she wanted, and then we we rolled back, and now we got a little pit bull named Bella. And it wasn't until about a week and a half ago I saw this video, like, the most common dog name is Bella. Got a basic bitch, you know? Uh, who cares? I like it. I like the name. Well, Ava. Ava picked the name Bella, so I, I love that name. <laughs> oh, sorry. I had a little, little drink, a little sippy sip of wine, you know? I don't know what you guys do at 8.05 on a on a Wednesday night, but uh, I'll tell you right now, my, my lips are wet, you know? For a while, I thought I was going through this stage where, like, you know, am I an alcoholic? Or do I, you know, do I have my alcohol dependent? And uh, I did some digging, right? Well, first I, I challenged myself, you know, can I go a week without drinking? Yes. You know, can I, can I do this without drinking? Yes. Am I, um, am I shaking? Am I angry? No. Am I fucking scratching my neck like a crackhead? Like, God, give me some fucking alcohol. No, the answer is no. 
right? And I realized there's a there's a big difference between um, alcoholics and people that are powerless to alcohol, right? I am not powerless to alcohol by any means, right? Even when I did drink or like even when I do not did shit, I still do. Even when I do drink, right? From the time you know, like the worst that happened, I didn't drink to the point where I got you know obliterated because little man was over here choking in his fucking sleep because he couldn't breathe. And I like, you know, I got to be responsive enough to make sure that he doesn't die in his sleep. Right. And I got to be sober enough or, you know, not sober enough. Sounds like you're still drunk, but I I had to be um, of a clear mind to be able to take him to the hospital if I needed to. So I started going through all this stuff and and um, I started doing my research. Right. Dr. Oz and all this other shit online. And uh, I'm not powerless to alcohol. Uh, I don't prioritize alcohol, um, but I do enjoy drinking the fuck out of some alcohol, and it's just uh, drinking it not to not for a purpose, right? And people want to drink like, hey, we're getting fucked up tonight. Let me tell you something. I can't tell you the last time I got fucked up, right? I can tell you the last time I had some drinks that I had some good deep sleeping, right? Where I was like, like snoring real hard from what at least what Ava tells me, you know, just out there <laughs> talking to dinosaurs and shit. But I, I um. For a while, like I, I, I battled with that whole thought, right? Am I an alcoholic? Am I? Well, so I, I went and ran all the labs on my liver and all that shit. Everything looked, all my enzymes were good, and everything looked straight, you know. So I was like, all right, cool. I just cut back a little bit, but I'm still gonna drink. I'm, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop that anytime soon, unless, well, maybe I will. I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do, right? Um, it's hard. It's hard at night to go to sleep. Um, after I've put in Ava to. Shit, after I put Ava to bed, right? Uh, when I put Ava to bed, we have the same routine every night that we've had for fucking ever, right? We uh, we get all cuddled up. Uh, you know, I tuck her all in. She likes to be a little Ava burrito is what we call it, uh, which is funny because Amanda used to like being the taco. Call Ava to, uh, Amanda taco. Um, anyway, uh, we go into prayer, right? Like any little, get, any little kids or whatever, any of my kids do, right? We pray before bed. And uh, there's times where she just prays, you know, I, uh, you know, and it's always to God and she always talks to mommy. And sometimes it's about, you know, maybe 20 to 30, 40 seconds. And then sometimes it's like she's a fucking DJ just on the ones and twos. And she's shouting out, you know, everything. And she's like, you know, you're the greatest mommy. You're the best mommy. You're, and she goes in on mommy, like in a good way. Like, I miss you. I miss doing this with you. I, I wish you were here to see this. And I wish... And that shit, I gotta like, I gotta, you know, I hit the buzzer, like wrap it up, B, you know, that wrap it up, B buzzer from uh, the Chappelle show, but I don't do it in a, in a fucking in a insensitive way. I do it in a way where like, all right, baby, I know, I know she hears you, give her something to listen to tomorrow, you know, but hearing your, your, your daughter, man, hearing your heart, hearing your, your love, um, like hurt in the form of prayer and cry out. It is hard, man. It is fucking hard to do to listen to that and then just go about your evening like all right cool I'm gonna open up the textbooks I'm gonna I'm gonna get on the school website and just jump into some classwork it's fucking hard like I need to step back and and take a breather from what just happened and and really not process it but just like let it be processed Um, I don't know if that makes sense but I found like let me take a little, take a little alcohol, you know, throw, throw some tequila in a glass and, and just sit down and just close your eyes and take a sip and 
maybe listen to music or, or, or try to think about anything, you know, just to, just to get that pain out of your ears. Like hearing, it's one thing for me to have pain. It's one thing for me to just process my own pain. It's another thing to be completely helpless to a six-year-old, you know, six-and-a-half-year-old now um, because you can't really truly understand or put yourself in that position of what she's going through, right? It's tough. It's tough. And, um, yeah, tequila. That's going to be today. That's that's uh, this is that's going to be today, right? Today is going to be an update on, on where we're at, right? I told you guys about school. Um, oh, yeah, speaking of school and Ava's little update, right? Uh, one of the coolest things that, that I found to be like uh, I didn't realize was going to be a thing was that she wants to see my grades. So, like, my weekly assessments and my weekly tasks and my weekly homework. Or she wants to see it. And then she like measures herself up against me like, daddy, I got a hundred. What did you get? I'm like, daddy got an 85. She said, it's okay. Did you try hard? I said, yeah, baby, I tried hard. She said, it's all that matters. I love hearing my own words come out of her mouth because what I tell her, right? I don't need my daughter to get straight A's. I just need my daughter to give straight A effort. If she gets an A in effort, I'm okay with that. All right. I don't give a fuck about, you know, what you got. I don't care about shit. I, don't, I care about that. You tried your hardest. I care that you, you focused you you read what the issue was, you read what the problems, you read what the sentences were, you you thought about them, and then you gave it your best effort. I'm not looking for a, I'm not raising a little, <laughs> never mind, I'm not going to say that. I'm not looking for a straight A student, all right? I'm looking for a, a healthy, balanced, somebody that can take, um, you know, just take life and, and not have to feel pressure. I'm not going to fucking pressure a first grader into being the best first grader she could be. Nobody out there that's like, yo, my God, man, this person's a fucking rocket scientist. Oh man, what do you think? What do you think got you here to be the best rocket scientist in the world? Oh man, fucking first grade did it for me. You know, first grade just set me up and they just propelled me from there. I don't know, man. If that you're that, you're that kind of parent, you know, I mean, have fun, have at it. Just tell your tell your little rocket scientist, give him a high five for me, give her a high five for me, whatever the case is. But anyway, I, I love the fact that I'm in school with her, and she gets to be like, "Daddy, I beat you," right? And then I beat her too. You know, sometimes she gets a nine out of ten or a ninety, right? Um, and I'll be like, "Baby, I got a hundred. You know, she's like, "Ooh, daddy, you did good this week." But it motivates her to fucking come back next week with a better grade. And she always does. I love that little competitive edge in her. You know what I mean? Um, I fucking love it. And I hope it translates into sports and translates into life. Right? I, tr- I hope it translates into herself. I hope that tomorrow she wants to be better than she was today. Right? Because that's, that's, to me, that's healthy. To me, that's healthy. To me, that's, um, that's, what, that's what kids need. Right? Uh, one of the first questions I asked the softball team that I signed her up with was like, uh, is there winners and losers in these games? Because I've, I've seen these basketball games where, like, they don't keep score or they don't fucking, uh, you know, everybody's a winner or everybody gets a trophy, everybody places. I'll tell you something, all right? Fuck that. If you're raising your kids in that environment, uh, you know what? I'm not going to tell you my opinion on you. You do what you want to do, all right? I don't give a fuck. What you eat doesn't make me shit. Who you fuck doesn't make me come. But I'm going to tell you, my kids... They're going to be placed, they're going to be graded, they're going to be ranked, they're going to be something, right? They're going, to, they're going to know that there's a winner and there's a loser in life, all right? There's somebody that won and there's somebody that did okay, there's somebody that did better than you, there's somebody that did worse than you. There's got to be that fucking mentality. And this is the world according to Fadi here, okay? So don't get all butthurt and be like, oh, well, according to this book, ran by a PhD, don't give a fuck. That's cool, man. To each their own. I don't care. But to me, I don't believe in um, raising... Uh, uh, pussies, right? 
So if you raise a pussy, great, good for you, right? If you're taking those 15th place ribbons and you're hanging them up because you're proud of your person, your little person, then you're gonna you're raising somebody that's not gonna be able to adapt to failure later on. Once again, the world according to Fadi, just my personal opinion, all right? You want to build young, strong, resilient fucking people? Then you got to teach them how to fucking fail, all right? Because life is going to hand them a lot of failures. You're not going to be around forever. I know I'm not going to be around forever, right? Life is going to hand them some losses. I hope life hands them some wins as well. I hope those wins are bigger than losses. But nonetheless, loss is part of life, all right? Failure is part of life. I don't want my kids to quit. Or turn into little junkies because they didn't get their way. Or turn into little fucking bitches and cunts because they didn't get their fucking way. Alright? I want them to process adversity. I want them to grow from it. And I want them to get better from it. But for that to happen, something's got to happen to cause growth. And usually, in my opinion, in my experience, it's been failure. I can't tell you guys how many times I've fucking failed. I, all I do, I felt like a fucking loser when I was younger, you know? I was cool. I fit in with everybody. All these people, oh, fatty, fatty. I had to, right? I had a fucking a slick mouth on me. Because my name was Fadi Kalush, you know? You don't walk around Philadelphia uh, with a with a big-ass little nose the way I got a little nose, like big nose like this, and a fucking weird name that's not, you know, John, Jason, Chris. Right? You know, the, the fucking normal names that kids grow up with and shit, at least normal here, um, and not learn how to kind of get quick-witted, and, and, and that turns into some, some aspect of self-defense. I can't tell you how many fights I've been in when I was younger. But anyway, what I mean is adversity, right? You're going to get tried. Life is going to try you. I'm going to try my kids before life tries them. And I want to be here to cushion that fucking, not cushion it, but like, you know, help them grow through that blow. They have to. They have to. Uh, I know I'm on a tangent right now. I don't know what the fuck I was saying, but God damn it, man. It just feels good to talk to you guys. I don't care who you are out there. If you're going through some shit, you need to speak. You need to let it off your chest. You need to say something. I'm not saying, you know, go out there and you got to fucking formally ask for help. But there's somebody in your life. Whether you know it or not, there's somebody on your social media that will listen to you. If you don't know who that person is and you have me on social media, that person's me. All right. But it just feels good to talk. I don't care if you're talking to yourself in the fucking mirror. I don't care if you're talking to a microphone like this. I don't care if you're talking to one friend or you're talking to eight friends. You just got to talk. All right. This right here, like you guys, not not even you guys specifically, this fucking microphone, this inanimate object in front of my mouth has been my saving grace you know not only my kids obviously my kids are the reason why i'm not on like fucking you know crack the fuck out right now right gotta be the best human being i can be for them but um this microphone man just talking to people um the next episode actually fuck it this episode i tried the physical not physical therapy shit i tried the the therapy right i tried it and uh i still talk to her but i just don't talk to her as often um, she said some things that made me fucking think a little bit, but the reason, the main reason why I stopped is like, she just wasn't as available because of technology as I wanted to be. Right. Um, seemed like a great woman, uh, for the, the, the two months of sessions that we went through, but it was just like, Hey, you know, our next appointments on, you know, Wednesday at one o'clock and this is what we're going to talk about. Some over here just getting mentally prepared to to do a deep dive into what you know what's what's to come. And uh, hey, you know, hey, my, the servers here are acting up, but the site's not really you know working out. And can we reschedule? It takes a lot to build myself up to the point where I'm able to fucking do this deep dive into this dark place, which I really don't want to relive or, or dive into just for it to be like canceled or rescheduled. 
So after the third time that shit happened, I was I'm done, right? I'm a person and I'm a my life is based off a of principle, right? I'm not I'm not here to be an option when I'm making you a priority. It just doesn't work that way. And that shouldn't work that way for you guys, right? Don't make people priorities when they treat you as options, right? And that's everybody. It's even people. I there's people I have I know I treat like options, right? Um and I know they want me to treat them like priorities because they give out priority vibes. I can't do that. I'm not there for that. I'm not there for that. Um but I'm going to end it here. I don't usually do too long of an episode, right? We're at like 28 and a half minutes now. Uh, I will tell you, um, there's a lot that still came out of the relationship episodes. And I want to explain to you my definition of a man and the kind of guy I'm talking about or what a guy is, right, um, uh, that I'm referring to. Uh, there's, there's, You guys shared a lot of experiences with me. And it sounds like you're dealing with a lot of uh, children, little boys, um, you know, fuck boys for that matter, right? There's, there's, I'm not speaking for those guys. I used to be that guy. I'm not that guy. I'm not, uh, I'm not here to lie to fucking women to, to get my rocks off. I just, I go in the bathroom and jerk off. I'm not in the bathroom shit. I just sprawl out of my bed and jerk off now because nobody's watching. I'm here by myself. Kids are sleeping. But uh, we're going to dive into that. Uh, we're going to dive into a couple different topics got them all written out here uh outline of of this uh this season's podcast for the most part along with everything that kind of comes in and uh trickles through through uh my day-to-day uh experience like i said man i'm so happy to to be able to to speak i'm so happy you guys are still listening there's uh, an insane amount of fucking listeners um still <laughs> uh after this long i um i'm humbled by it i'm humbled by it i'm not by no means am I trying to sound like I'm bragging. I just uh, just surprised, man, how how pain brings everybody together. You you would think that happiness brings people together, right? Everybody wants to fucking like all the good shit on social media, but nobody wants to nobody wants to cry with you on social media. You know, they you know you put some sad shit up and they'll fucking send you a message one on one because they don't want the world to know. Hey, they're going through it too. I tell you guys, man, we're all going through this shit. Fucking put it out there, man. Put your emotions out on your fucking sleeve. You hurt like we hurt. All right, I hurt like you hurt. That's what brings people together, man. The fact that you're not alone. It's not alone through everything. Not just happiness. Give a fuck about happiness, right? Happiness will come and go, man. But pain's always going to be there as well, right? Pain's going to come and go. You're going to have happy moments. You're going to have hurtful moments. You're going to have painful moments. But you know what? There's moments. That's it. They're just moments. Share those fucking moments with you. You'd be surprised. You would be surprised what you get out of those painful moments and the kind of growth that you get. Not only from other people's stories, but just from the fact that you can share your fucking story, right? It doesn't got to be suicide. It can be anything. There's a lot of pain out there. People go through a lot of shit. If I can talk, don't be embarrassed by it. Fuck these people. Don't let nobody judge you. Let them judge you. If they do judge you, don't let that shit get you. Who the fuck cares what people think? Just share your shit. Get it off your fucking chest. And meet these amazing people out there that have gone through something similar. And just want to talk. Make you feel normal again. All right? Make me feel goddamn normal again. You guys all have done that. I love y'all for that, too. Um, but yeah, I'm going to wrap it up. All right? Y'all keep on swimming. Those arms get fucking heavy. You get tired. You feel like you can't swim anymore. And then the only option is to drown. Just fucking lean back and take a deep breath in and realize that you can float. Look over to your left or your right. You'll find somebody flowing with you. It'll probably be me. All right? Most likely me. But there's somebody else out there floating with you. Talk to that person. Y'all float together and share a conversation while you're floating. I love y'all.